the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto real quick. 1967, some of the other shops, 1968 and 1970. Harker's has been around a long time. 38th Avenue and Indian School knows what he's doing. Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's in the shop. And there's many times I have referred people to him, and the person or Bob will call me back and say, bingo. So it's always nice for me able to do that. And, there, folks, there's no money that exchanges hands in that transaction. It's just the blessing I get for um, God pouring a lot of stuff inside my ear. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue Indian School, Larry Harker, we're going to do ladies first, guys. So, April, you're going to be first. How can I help you? April? Go ahead. Morning. Good morning. How can Hi. I help you? Hi. Hi. Okay, you were talking to Sam about not mixing fluids? Yes. Well, my husband says that it's good to put that gasoline additive in your tanks. Is that true? If you have specific symptoms, you're exa- your husband's right. If for No instance, symptoms. He just thinks it's going to make everything work better. Okay, well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with him. <laughs> Um, I'm going to respect, uh, I'll tell you my side. Sometimes, sometimes us guys think that if we use a really fancy oil or if we put gasoline additive or if we do this or do that, our car is going to love us and it's going to last forever and it's never going to let us down. And this is going to ensure my car will go around the world 10 times and Mm -hmm. nothing could be further from the truth. There is the only good thing about a fuel additive is if you have water in it or if you want to diagnose it. We might use an octane enhancer to see if the timing is the problem for this engine pre-ignition or knocking. So there are times we do use um, gasoline additives, power steering additives, and that kind of stuff in a diagnostic process. But here's my vote, and and please don't make him mad and hunt me down. Um, I I disagree with fuel additives if if there's no symptom. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think your car is going to love you anymore. So, well, if I settle you your very argument, much. fine. All right, yes, thank you. April. I agree with you. <laughs> You're the man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, April. You guys have to know I'm always siding with the woman because it's just the path of least resistance. And of course, I'm teasing you. All right, let's go to Jerry. Jerry, good morning. Hi, how are you doing this morning, Mark? I'm good. Thank you very much. Good. Listen, I've got a weird problem. I have a 03 Mercury Sable, okay. and about a year ago I had all the struts replaced. And ever since that time, I have a, when I come braking to a stop, I have an intermittent 
uh, click, click, click kind of noise from the back end. Sounds like it's rotationally involved with the tires or the rear uh, spindles. And I have had it to two or three different shops, and they can't. They've looked at brakes, looked at the suspension, looked at everything, and can't seem to find what that click, click, click noise is. Hmm. And it only does it when you're slowing down. It only does it during braking. And you say that right. it, it is directly related to the speed of the car. So the faster the car's going, the the, the clicks are faster. Yeah, you don't hear it uh, unless you're braking at about maybe, let's say, from about 15 or 20 miles an hour on down, probably because it's too noisy otherwise. Okay. But, um, you know, and then, like I say, it's like a click, click, click noise. It's... Um, uh, you know, like I say, I, at first when this first started happening, I thought there was something loose back there, or maybe something getting caught up in the rotation of the tire, maybe or something like that. Okay. You know, something well, let me give you some advice. I want you to climb on the brakes a little harder, a third harder, and I want to know if the click's still there. I'm wondering if we're just if we're clicking the brake, rear brake pads. I, I think we are because the symptoms, the clicking, has nothing to do with the struts nothing okay then i also want you to do this i want you to have your wife drive or your girlfriend or both of them and i want you to sit in the back seat and i want you to sit on the right side and then on the left side and teach them how to make a click and you need to know which side you're talking about okay all right and you can do that from the back seat but if you climb on the brakes and you say to me if i roughhouse the brakes the clicking's not there then i am 90 percent sure the brake pads are um, uh, the brake pads are clicking, and if you want to, you can go in and put new anti-rattle springs in it. But I want to tell you something: the, because they're clicking, roll up your window, turn up the radio louder, because this is never going to cause you the need of a tow truck. Yeah, well, it's been about a year, and it's uh, like I said, I've had it in a couple shops, and uh, it just when I heard your station this morning, I thought I'm going to call and see what kind of recommendations he has. So I I'm, appreciate that. Like I say, when I hit the brakes pretty hard, it's not there. But you know, I'm I'm an older driver, and I kind of you know, come to a stop, you're kind of not on them hard. So that's when it does it. Well, you can't drive like you got. <laughs> you can't. It's not a good idea to drive like you got a hot cup of coffee without a lid between your legs. <laughs> I, I, I want, I want you to get in the habit of just climbing on the brakes a little earlier. That's all, and a little okay. harder. Okay. All, all right. right. Thank, well, thank, thank you for the information. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Same to you, sir. Kendall, you're up. Good morning, Mark. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. I have a old Ford Tundra with 40,000 miles on it. And somehow or another, it likes to go through gas cap covers. First of all, how does a gas cap cover talk to the engine? And if it's been two years since I've replaced one, do you think I need a smoke test? Or is another cap just the best way to go? No, you're in the same groove as so many guys the women never do this but the guys do it's not uncommon for us to have an evaporative leak that's causing a a a coat i know that that's what prefaces your story i'm not making fun of you i i i the folks for the rest of you um we suck the fuel the fumes off the fuel tank and send them forward and we burn them so if you and that's called the evaporative system that's why you don't stuff your fuel tank because we can't handle liquid forward. So in, in the case of, of a car that has a code, an evaporative system code, we have to go figure out why the system can't suck forward. What's going on? Um, and everybody always replaces the gas cap because that's what the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store says it is. 
frankly, the gas cap might fix one in ten. But if you just rub a little oil around the gasket and put it back on, reset the code, and everything is fine, <laughs> then, okay, the gasket's probably, then you get a gas cap. But in your particular case, piece of cake, have them do a smoke test. We're going to hook up a machine. We're going to cycle the system through to where it's going to suck fumes and not. Somebody's going to be underneath the car. Somebody's going to be in the car. And all of a sudden, he goes, stop. He says, we got a disconnected line from the purge. We plug the line back in, or if it's a plastic line, it's broken. We just simply take a set of a windshield wiper hose, and we slide it over the broken end, slide it over the other end. We're done. So, yes, it's it's not normal for people to go through gas caps, and I don't remember the last time we replaced one that wasn't directly related to a, an evaporative leak, and I say one out of every 20 evaporative leaks are actually the ga- the gas cap. So what if the code went away for over a year though? Well, it doesn't it doesn't really make any difference. Uh, I I mean you can still buy gas caps, but what's the chance that you're going to buy a gas cap and you're going to end up with the code after it's cleared? And it has a lot to do with how many times you fill up and how many times we're going to activate and pull fumes forward. So you you, you know you can try it. Um I like Stant uh, products, radiator caps and gas caps. Um, everybody goes, go to the dealer. They have one. They have the same one I'm buying. There's no such thing as a, a Toyota factory that makes Toyota radiator caps. They buy it from a guy in Indonesia just like Chevrolet and Ford do. So, well, that's why I didn't, wasn't sure how a uh, gas cap actually works. It's it just, just a simple rubber gasket then. That, Does that's it. Does it have a valve or anything in it? Yes, it does. It's a rollover valve, so if you get upside down, we're not going to leak gas all over the place. Okay. But in, that all we want it to do is be an airtight, and we have to have a little bit of air coming in. So we're either going to pull it through the gas cap, or we're going to have a vent somewhere. Just depends on your well, make and model. So, so the same principle as rubbing oil on the on the gas cap ring. Why not just rub oil where all the connections are, where the tubing runs into the metal tubing? Because, change your question, Mark, how many times do you have a problem with a connection? Rarely. What kind of problems do you have? Broken lines, disconnected lines, smashed lines, an evap- or a, a, a canister filled with gasoline because the customer keeps overfilling the tank. Those are the issues. So, okay, you, so there's lots of guessing. Okay. Well, there's a lot of guessing that can go on, and you're welcome to dance that dance how you want. I think it's in your best. If you want, I I give you my best advice. Put another gas oh, cap good. on it because that, that, that'll probably make you feel good. But at the end of the day, if the code comes back, then I would have somebody do a smoke test, and, and that's what I'd do. But anyway, good luck, Kendall. Thank you very much. Tony, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, good morning. Good morning. I have a granddaughter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Her husband bought a new, uh, brand-new, medium-sized pickup, the uh, Chevrolet Canyon, I guess. Okay. That's what they call it. It's got the V6. Okay. Four-wheel drive. I drove it. I like it very nice. I like it very good. Uh, And what I like about it is that the the, uh, engine is a V6, and all cylinders function at the same time. You don't have any that are cutting off like some of these late model V8s, which I don't yeah. like at all. I won't buy one. Okay. So I'm I'm in the market for that, but I haven't checked out the Ford Ranger V6 yet. And so I need your your uh, opinion minus and plus on this Chevrolet or the GMC. Um <laughs> 
the Chevrolet and the GMC are going to be sisters, but I think what you meant was the the General Motors and the Ford. Um, Well, I'm not... um, Yeah, I haven't tried the Ford out yet. I haven't tried the Ford. Um, I agree with you, and so do a lot of other people. Folks, what he's talking about is, is oftentimes when we come to a stop, we turn the engine off or we kill some cylinders just to save fuel economy. It's one of those things. And then when you touch the gas pedal and let, release the brake, then the computer fires up all the cylinders. Everybody's afraid of that. But in reality, we now know that that's not a problem. And people are uncomfortable about that, and I understand that. It's okay. So there, there are, you can get on the Internet and figure out ways to make it happen and make it not happen and all that kind of stuff. But in your particular case, I think the Ford V6, the General Motors V6, whether it's Chevrolet or GMC, and I think the Dodge V6 and the small trucks that you're talking about are worth looking at. I think you should drive all three. I, should, I think you should find out how much do I have to write my check for how much I want everything in. And what you don't want is, I saw the other day a dock fee of $499. A dock fee. That's for a young lady to type your name, address, and phone number into a contract. A dock fee. And they're going to transfer the docks to you. And so for $499. My Uh God. Uh, For Mark Salem, I pay for the car. I pay for sales tax and license. And if you put the desert protection package on it, or if you put window tint on it, or if you put fancy white ball white wall tires on it, or if you put fancy windshield treatment, I'm not paying for that. Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. Yeah. Can you tell my, yeah, you got, my you got the uh what they call in the olden days the uh that salesman there's always a sucker somewhere like that. <laughs> well, it's yeah. actually called the pack. We're packing yeah. the car with all these ancillary things that no one can prove. Yeah. You know you know what the desert protection package is as far as Mark Salem's concerned? It's called no mop idea. and glow. Mop uh-huh. and glow. You get the mop and glow stuff you buy for kitchen floors. You put it on a, a dust mop and you wipe it all over the car and it makes it look purdy. And it uh-huh. gives you nothing. So everything's clear coated. See, you get me all upset. I'm, I don't. I don't even like you anymore, Tony. But you get me, <laughs> you, you get me all wound up for no reason. But um, okay, I'm, I'm, I think you're on the right track, and I, I applaud your your. I, I think you're on the right track. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try out the, the Ford. I stay with either one of them. One more, yeah. real quick question: um, uh, What type of oil? Do you have your own oil there for oil drains? Do I have my own oil? On, yeah, do you keep your own oil there, or, or do you uh, certain brands that you keep um, there on your place? There, every all the quarts of oil in the in the, in the United States are made by Mobile Shell, Phillips sixty six, or Chevron. Mobile Shell, Phillips sixty. So if you buy a Mark Salem oil, it's either Mobile Shell, Phillips sixty six, or Chevron. I sell Chevron. I like Chevron. They treat me nice. They treat my customers nice. And I, I like selling what most people perceive as a really top-notch oil. So I pour um, Chevron for my customers. Got to run, Tony. And uh, Harry, you stay right there because I'm going to get to you right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. 
We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Eric Metaxas here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Ann Graham Lotz, and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I have a story to tell you just real quick, and then I'm, I promise I'm going to the phone. I used to do a radio show in, in St. Louis on KMOX. It was a giant station with a huge footprint. Washington, D.C. to Denver, Colorado, from the northern Canadian border to Austin, Texas. It was huge. So a guy calls me up, and he says, you know, my check-in, or my oil light is on, and I don't know how to turn it off. And I said, okay, are you in your car now? Yeah. I said, pull off the side of the road, and he goes, driving a cab and i said so what pull off you want me to fix it or not he pulls off the side of the road. i said okay turn the key off but the radio's going to go off turn the key off turn it back on but don't start the car pump the throttle three times slow one two three and he goes okay so he pulls off i can hear the passenger talking to him like what are you doing he says i'm just going to fix the light just hold on the guy on the radio so he goes one two three he starts the car back up and he goes it's off and i said okay that was such a big deal. You can't believe it. <laughs> there was people all over saying, well, can you just, can I show you my car on my, on my phone? That kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun, but that's a real easy one. Just, and, But it's not on every car, but it was on his Chevrolet. Harry, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Sounds like you're kind of wound up a little bit this morning. You know, um, my wife, um, my wife was mad at me this morning, and one of the dogs uh, was locked Oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you, Harry. Okay. Tell me the story. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) What's on your mind today? (laughs) Hey, um, since you're an oil 
guru. I, uh, I was kind of curious uh, on your full synthetic and your semi, which one would have a tendency to, you know, uh, if you don't drive, you know, long distance, short trips and whatever, would have a tendency to sludge up or the full synthetic, I would think, would be less than the semi which might be a little more. Nope, neither one yeah. of them, they're both the same. If you get water in either one of them, it's not going to make any difference. you got to boil the water out. The only difference between, I'll do an oil test or a discussion after I get the callers. Um, sim, the difference between conventional blend or semi-synthetic and synthetic is the oil change interval. So conventional is 3 to 5,000. A blend is five to 7,500. And the synthetic is 7,500 to 15,000. And I go 12. I'm a little uncomfortable with the 15 number. So in your particular case, the semi-synthetic and the synthetic have nothing to do with moisture and short trips because you're going to have the same uh, amount of water in both of them. Okay, on your semi-synthetic, they never tell you how much synthetic they have in it. That's right. I've asked a few few places, and they, they don't know. In fact, I asked Ford because uh, I have a Ford now, and they didn't have any idea. And I'm saying, well... You know, you would think it'd be fifty-fifty, but they don't—they no. don't even know. So, come on, they—they they tell you your tires are filled with nitrogen and it's ten percent. Well, All right, yeah. I got to go, Harry. I got to go, but you great bring a good, great question, Scott. You're up next. Scott, Hello, Mark. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Mark. I got a real quick question about oil again. Okay. I've got a two thousand uh, Chevy pickup, uh, Silverado that I replaced. I changed the oil. About two years ago, um, and I don't drive that truck very often. Um, and my question is, I got maybe 200, maybe 300 miles on that oil change, and it's a conventional oil. Can I, would it behoove me to uh, uh, drain that and replace it, or how long can I last okay. with that oil uh- change? I need you. The answer to the question is: is I'm not. I don't care if you leave it in there or if you don't. It's going to be okay. okay. But I think what you should do at 200 miles in a year. I think we leave the oil in there and we let the dinosaurs take a break. I need you to go through a couple of heat cycles on that truck. Have you got a grandson? Let no, him well, take the. Well, well, I I do drive about once or twice a week. I do drive it around a few miles. No, no, a heat cycle. Bring it all the way up to 220, 225. Okay. I, I, I need you to hot rod that truck. I need you to go to the town next to you, 25 miles. Go over there and have a, uh, go over there and see your girlfriend or go over there and see your old buddy or whatever. Okay. I need some heat cycles on that. And then after you warm it up fully and let it cool down, then come and get me and I'll let you drive me to New York City. We'll be fine. Okay, good. Good. All right. So, can I ask one more real, real quick question? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. A couple weeks ago, or last week, or the week before, on your show, you uh, were talking about windshield wiper blades, uh, and you prefer Amco, if I'm not mistaken. Amco is is my personal preference. A N C O. Oh, Amco. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all I needed to add. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you, Don. You're up next. Thanks, Mark. I'm enjoying your show. First time listener. Thank I have you. a ninety and then ninety three uh, Mercury Grand Marquis. I uh, love it to death, and uh, I'm going to die with it, I suppose, because it's got three hundred thousand miles on it. Bought it at an auction for eight hundred dollars 
And four years ago, I needed to recharge the air conditioner, so I had to replace the setup to the more modern. And it lasted me about a year and ran out of uh, charge. So the next guy that charged it up said, You're, you got a little leak going wrong. Uh, you might not get a whole season out of this charge I'm giving you. Well, he was right. I got the whole summer out of it, and then it started blowing hot air out of the vents. Fortunately, my daughter-in-law has a Nissan, and she loaned me her car for the summer. Well, for two years since that period of time, I've had to drive all summer long up here in Prescott, Arizona area, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> it's hot driving some of those months, and I get can't get anything but the heat to come out of that air conditioner, out of the vents in the car. Well, I just figured I had a leak that had to be fixed, and it wasn't going to be affordable. So I just opened my window and drive in the heat. Two days, two months ago, I accidentally hit the vent switch on the console on the dash, moving it from vent to something else. And when I did, the air conditioner came on. And it's been running perfect for the okay. last three months. Okay. Well, okay. we got to get heat again. I only got a minute. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I can explain this to you, um, but I'm going to have to do it after the break. Um, the the problem you probably have is is we are overcoming the cooling system with the heater core. So if you want to find out whether or not the heater, see, there's a heater valve in there, and so it'll give you cold air or hot air. Well, if it gives you cold air, but the heater gives you hot air, you get lukewarm. And so you say when you hit the vent, and that's called climate controls, you move to climate controls, and all of a sudden it blows ice cubes at you. Okay, in your case, on 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 your Mercury that's 400 years old, you know what I'd do if I was your garage? I'd put a heater control valve on it. I'd just block off one of the lines. I'd put a ball valve on there and say, okay, when you turn it this way, it's summertime. When you turn it this way, it's it's wintertime. That's it. I would just take the heater away from it in the summertime, and then you open the valve, and the heater is after that. So, But I'll have another comment, but I've got to take a break because Gil's using bad words in my ear, and he doesn't think I'm going to be able to hit my time, which is three seconds from now. But I will. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. 
Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Hey, don't you fuck everybody. If you're unhappy with the radio show, if you're unhappy with whatever I said that happened to wad your pants up or whatever, here's what you do. You complain to this radio station and, and you address your complaint to the Salem Network and you're complaining about Mark Salem. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> Don, we're going to get to you real quick. Don, your, um, he, your wife the, isn't complaining, is she? Um, my wife's not even here, and if she was, she'd be mad at me. So I don't care. Um, I she don't married. Be, we got married forty-six years ago. I was five years old, and and I've never forgiven her since then. <laughs> All right, let me tell you. We use vacuum, or we have a cable that opens and closes the gate. The gate circulates hot water through a radiator behind the glove box. Inside the same box is a another radiator for the air conditioning unit. So we have one that gets cold and one that gets hot. And obviously if they're both working, then you're not going to get cold air. You told me something that I suggest is that you hit the vent and that shut the heater off, which gave the only air coming out of the what we call the evaporator case, the only air coming out is cold. And that's good. So 
it's going to be a cable's messed up. It's going to be a. Va- it's probably going to be a vacuum line. And actually, us gray-haired guys can fix it that fast. So the vacuum line on the pod, I can't tell you where it's at. Um, the vacuum line on the pods come off. Um, or something, but at the worst case scenario is you just put a valve on one of the heater hoses because it's a circulation thing. So it doesn't make any difference if you if you block the left one or the right one. It makes no difference. So a lot of times on the old guys, I don't want to spend a lot of money, and all I do is give them a little picture and say this this is cold, this is hot. Put a valve in one of the heater hoses, shut the hot water off, and he has air conditioning. So I got to run, but good luck, Don and Bobby. You're next. How can I help you? Um. Mark, I was wondering, I have these people all the time that tell me when it gets hot out, the hot weather comes, that I should uh, put a higher viscosity oil in. But does, if my car heating system, I mean cooling system, is working efficiently, the thermostat is okay, does my engine know how hot it is outside? Um, yeah. Well, it depends on the year, and and typically the engine does know. But here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We want a thin layer of oil between two pieces of metal that are rubbing together, okay? And the, 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 the clearance between these two pieces of metal that are rubbing together is the thickness of a hair, okay? Now, I'm going to ask you, do we want to use sewing machine oil to try to lubricate that very hot joint, or do we want to use peanut butter? Which one? Yeah, the, uh, the thin oil. Yeah. So this is an old wives' tale from 100 years ago. And when we get hot, we need to go to a 40, weight, a 1040, a 2050. Nothing could be further from the truth. Plus, you'll lose fuel economy. The motor's not going to love you because it's working hard to push this peanut butter through these bearings that would really like to have water or sewing machine oil. So the answer to your question is, is it's a wives' tale. A and really, the newer model cars have a zero twenty, a zero twenty. It flows like a zero weight when it's cold. Flows like a twenty weight when it's hot. But we got those in cars that are worth hundred thousand dollars, and so they're not going to put a cheap oil in there. But it is a synthetic zero twenty is a synthetic. But by far, for fuel economy and longevity, that's one of the best oils out there that there is. So I agree with so, your wife. Just, so just to review. In a, in a modern car, where the cooling system is working efficiently, it doesn't matter what the outside temperature is on a hot day like today, for instance. It as depends. Far as oil. It, de- it depends. Are you, you want me to compare the engine knowing the outside air versus the climate controls? Or are you asking me, does the ca- engine care? Does it care about the engine temperature? The computer. Does it care about the engine temperature? or the ambient temperature that's an easy one the only time it cares about the ambient temperature is temperature is when you got your climate controls on it wants to know how hot it is outside so it can tell you to do its best to cool off the inside but if you took the engine all it is is cares about the engine it the ambient temperature has little but the ambient temperature could cause the electric cooling fan to come on a little early the engine temperature on a cold day, the thermostat's going to close down, so it warms up the engine. So, yeah, there's an ambient temperature issue here, but if you're trying to tie a heavier weight oil to the ambient temperature, I'm not going down that trip. It That's has not, exactly one has what I'm getting at. Yeah, it has nothing to do with nothing. It has nothing to okay. do with nothing. All righty? These old-timers keep telling me that, oh, you got to put heavier oil. 
and you know what I do um, if I can make a suggestion you guys won't believe it but uh, there's this guy that's an oil expert and I asked him that question and he told me about the water and the peanut butter analogy and and he said if your buddies really want the engine to love them and have the pillow effect let's put peanut butter in there so we have this soft cuddly pillow effect then you guys should go get a couple of quarts of jiff <laughs> put them in the microwave until they get to be liquid put them in your mercedes benz or your brand new chevrolet or whatever and then mark said um your garage will love you because that won't last long and you'll be in there for a new motor so it's just a peanut butter versus water scenario that that's all it is and I think that just says it all. But anyway, I got to run. Thank you very much. And 602-508-0960. And if you're outside the Phoenix Valley area, how about this? 888-960-9696. 888-960-9696. We had an L.A. caller. Can we get a caller from further away than L.A. to Phoenix? Perhaps in Newfoundland or in Bolivia. <laughs> we'll be back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. 
If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to Seth from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Okie dokie, for 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me just describe what, what, where I'm at right now. First of all, unlike most radio talk show hosts, I'm fully dressed. Okay, got a pair of Levi's on, got a blue t-shirt on. I'm sitting here and my German Shepherd, uh, my best friend, Jet, is laying here and snoring. <laughs> the horses are out in the pasture running around, and when the horses are jumping and their back legs are going on, they make a funny noise. And... Um, it's a funny noise. Okay, let's learn about oil more. Except for you drivers, I want the rest of you to put your hands together as if you were praying. Okay? And then I want you to start rubbing your push on your hands. Push really hard and, and rub your hands together. Faster, 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 faster. And you can feel the heat in your hands. Okay? That's your engine. So do we want to put the oil, the consistency of water, into those tight hands to lubricate and cool the joint, or do we want to shove peanut butter in there? And that is exactly, that's exactly my argument to the old guys who have gray hair like me, <laughs> who insist that we live by the rules of the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. And it's just not the case. Today, back in the old days, motors never lasted over 100,000 miles. I have... I wish I could remember. I have 40, I think it's 46 vehicles in the fleet that I'm responsible for, which is all my customers that have north of 300,000 miles on. You're not going to get three, four, five hundred thousand. And I've got a couple of 500,000 plus miles. You're not going to get that unless you use the right oil and you take care of it. But if you're going to mess around, your engine's going to fail when you overheat it terribly or when you run it low on oil. Those are the two. But the fact of the matter is, is today, the technology and the oil and the gas and the, the engine's ability to stay at 220, which is where we want it. Perfect 220. That's the best fuel economy. That's the best. That's the least amount of engine wear, on and on and on. There's a lot of old guys out there that want to take this magnet, put it on the outside of the oil filter because it catches all the medical, metal particles. So let me get this straight. The oil filter is just a pleated cardboard filter and you think that metal is going to come into the oil filter and it's going to get out <laughs> man it's not <laughs> it's just not the mic micron is a very small piece of something that you can't even see but the oil filter if if trash comes in it doesn't leave the oil filter that's all there is to it so it really makes no difference there's just so much i need to use premium gas I, I love it. My car loves me because I use premium gas. Let me explain premium gas versus regular. 
you'll understand this. I and the men, the women will understand it. The guys are going to argue with me. I have a balloon in my hand, and the balloon represents the explosion with regular. Okay, so you put a pin in it, pop. That's it. That's it. That's the power of unleaded or regular. Now, and this is exaggerated. Premium. <clears throat> Premium is. It's like me taking the balloon and it's full of air and letting it go and it goes, right? It's the time. Regular gas, one molecule ignites 10,000 and 10,000 ignite 1 million. So the burn is very fast. The explosion is very fast. So it's kind of like somebody punching in the arm like that, okay? Premium gas is one molecule ignites two and two ignite four and four ignite six so the burn is longer so it's like me pushing you or i put my hands on you and i push you you know for 10 feet i'm exaggerating it but it's the it's the time the explosion occurs so regular the explosion is very fast and premium the explosion is slower now does your car going to love you because you give it premium no <laughs> It's not. It's not going to give you one mile or one day or one month's longer service, especially a car from probably 19, early 90s to now. That's 20 years. So it's not really an issue that you're going to make your car love you by giving it special stuff or fuel additives, oil additives. And here's what you can do. You can drive your car on a 1 to 10 scale, a 5, a 5 or a 6. So a one scale is Grandma Moses who goes to church every Sunday and to the liquor store every Wednesday, and both of them are within a, three blocks of her house. That's, that's not good because we don't ever take the engine through a heat cycle. And the more heat cycles, the, long, the better the engine loves you. So it likes to go up to 220, and then it comes down to ambient temperature. It's kind of like a horse. If you're going to leave the horse in the pasture, and you're going to soft pedal the engine, and all you do is just drive as if you got a hot cup of coffee between your legs, it ain't never going to be good. But if you take the horse and you walk it, and then you trot, and then you run, and you do that every day, the horse is going to be very strong. The horse is going to like that. The horse isn't going to be an old nag that's crippled and walks with three legs. So it's that way. It's that way with your car. Today's cars are so sophisticated. I mean, we're, we're, we're measuring everything. And I'll tell you what controls everything. It's what's coming out of the tailpipe. Everything is predicated on what's coming out of the tailpipe. That's it. All this fancy stuff we've got, all these computer controls and sensors by the dozens, has everything to do with the tailpipe. Now, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and to some extent the 80s if you wrapped your lips around the tailpipe of one of those cars that was running you'd be dead in 30 seconds <laughs> i'm exaggerating today if you wrap your lips around a car that's idling that's been made in the last 10 years you're going to die of starvation before you die of asphyxiation <laughs> Again, I'm exaggerating it to make my point. So that's what it's all about. 
it's all about um, oil, and it's all about heat cycles, and it's all about what's coming out of the tailpipe. Really and truly, people would accidentally die in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and in the early 80s because of, of leaving it running in the garage and stuff like that. It's been a long time since I've ever heard, and I'll bet not any of you can tell me that somebody died of asphyxiation except for somebody that wanted to. Another thing that, not to belittle or belabor the point, but if you think you're going to die by locking yourself in your garage with your 2012 General Motors car, you're going to be there a long time. (laughs) You might want to get a hamburger and go into your garage because you're going to be there a while. And and that's what it's really all about is, is what's coming out of the tailpipe. The entire car is designed to clean up what's coming out of the tailpipe. That's all there is to it. And, of course, they want it to ride smooth, and they want it to start easy, and they want to accelerate, and they want cold air conditioning, and we have all kinds of different climate controls. Now we're blowing seat uh, cold air and warm air at your tail end, and we've got mother can be next door with the uh, temperature at uh, 110, and husband's driving the car, and he's at 32. We've got all that kind of stuff. We've got sophistication, sophisticated cars, and I, I would say that most of the owners of those cars don't use half of the creature comforts that they could use. So, and that's okay. I mean, it's but. Very few people read their owner's manual, <laughs> and and it's a good idea to just kind of digest it the best you can. It's it's always better. And many of you know that the newer model cars start at about 50 and go north of that. And But here's why. Number one, they're technologically advanced. Number two, they're going to last a long time. Number three, they're going to get fuel, good fuel economy. And the maintenance schedules on the newer model cars may very well be one-fifth of the old cars. The old cars, we changed oil every 3,000 miles. We changed a lot of fluids at 15 and 20 and 25,000 miles. Today, on the newer model cars, you don't really do anything maintenance until 75 to 100,000 miles. Really, nothing. Look in your owner's manual. You know, and we're doing oil changes at 7,500 to 15,000 miles. Now, for me, I don't like that 15 number. Um, for me, I use a synthetic oil. My diesel holds lots of quarts of oil, but I'm pretty much in the 10 to 12,000 mile range. I'm not. I'm a little comf- not comfortable to go to the 15, but that's okay. If you're comfortable, go ahead. My son laughs at me because he goes past 15, and he says I can still outrun you when we're out at the ranch and no one's around and we're on the dirt roads that we own. <laughs> How do you like that? Um, the way that I ducked out of that. But, yeah, he can outrun my truck, um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he goes 15,000 miles on his oil change and I do 10 to 12. It has to do with he has a special turbo, but I've not not been able to find, we have a repair shop, find the receipt so I can determine where he got it and so I can buy one (laughs) for my truck. (laughs) And that's the truth. So um, somewhere along the line, and he has a performance division for gas and and, uh, and diesel cars, uh, diesel trucks, and he does that on a regular basis. He um, he enhances the drivability of them uh, to make them have a little bit more power, 
and a lot of times it has to do with off-road vehicles like the Can-Am and the Polaris and tires and wheels and glass or and windows and lights and all that kind of stuff. He, he he has what I call happy money. People that spend money on the performance side and on the hot rod side-by-side -side and four-seater side, they're happy to spend the money. And most people that bring their cars into us for maintenance or a problem are not happy to spend the money. So there's happy money and sad money. Nevertheless, let me give you advice to make your car run the longest as possible. If you see it's overheating, pull off to the side of the road. It's cheaper for a tow truck. And, and it's not a good idea to, to soft foot your car. Don't drive like there's an egg between your foot and the throttle. I want you to, to just roughhouse it every once in a while. That's all. Just roughhouse it. Just uh, your... The other night, my wife and I were going to dinner. We pulled up to a very dark intersection. I was driving her Ford Edge. I had a, a Yogi Bear mask on because I can't afford to be seen in a Ford, but that, that day nobody knew because I had this Yogi Bear. So anyway, I took off rather rapidly. And I know that my wife does drive a little aggressive, but not as much as I took off. And so she, she used bad words, and I slowed down. But the idea was is I don't think she had rattled the motor and all and there's carbon that builds up and so what you do is you just take the engine up to a high rpm in first or second gear it kind of rattles the motor and if you could be outside you'd see that the exhaust would turn gray and perhaps some black but it, it doesn't stay that way it just when you're hard on the throttle that's what happens i'm not suggesting you hire your 16 year old grandson to go hot rod your brand new um ford that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just suggesting that driving it nice and soft and, and just as if, you know, you you didn't care where you were going is not going to give you the life on the motor as, and I'm going to draw the line between a 16-year-old and a 70-year-old man. Somewhere in the middle is the, the sweet spot. Um, and And for me, I'm on a 1 to 10 scale. My trucks get a 6. And sometimes the seven if I'm pulling a horse trailer or something. So, but every once in a while they go to a hundred. They go to ten. I work them hard. I might be going up a hill hauling hay, and I decide I'm just going to throttle it up and and go to the top of the hill, and and then on the other side I'm going to back down, and 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 I'm on my load as I go up the hill. It's loaded. So the engine's really touching one another, and everything's rubbing one another, and the oil's doing its job. As soon as I get to the top of the hill on the other side, back off the throttle and just coast. So the engine cools down. So I went through a heat cycle. That's kind of what's important. You can buy any oil you want. Ask your, ask your garage what he puts in his wife's car. Well, first, do you love your wife, and are you divorced? <laughs> I hate my wife, and we're divorced. Okay, what do you put in your mother's car? But really and truly... What you put in there is what the manual says or what says on the on the oil fill cap. So if it says 020, you put a 020. If it says a 530, you put a 530. You are best served by following the manufacturer's recommendations because they built the car. My email address is mark with a K at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. If you have a question, I'm happy to answer it. If you live in Arizona, give me your phone number. And so I can call you and I call from a blocked line. I hate to type, so that's the reason why sometimes I call. We'll see you next Saturday right here.